0: So on a Zoom with me is the incredible Tristan Kutsia, frontman for The December Streets. And we're going to be talking about The December Streets, but we're also going to be talking about all of the things that are necessary to talk about now. Lockdown, studio time, touring, traveling, performing, all of the things. But first, Tristan, hi, welcome. Thank you, dude, for your time.
1: Hello. Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you are in studio at the moment, legit, what are you doing? Why, so,
1: that- yeah, we, we came down to Cape Town for two weeks to record a new album, which is flipping exciting because we haven't released an album, like a collective body of work, for eight years. We've done singles in between, but we decided we think it's time to actually put together a proper album now. So we are in studio tracking, recording, writing. and to get some magic going here
0: dude so i'm i'm like full disclosure i'm i'm on the very last last end of the millennial spectrum so <laughs> well people have been telling me about eps and singles and i'm like I, I just i actually just want the album like i'd love to just put my spotify on and play through a whole album and then eventually someone explained the difference but why go back to an album after the eps and the singles?
1: So, there's two schools of thought to it. One is, as we know, an album, where you listen through an album from start to beginning, and the other is to treat every single as an album. So from the marketing, so how you, you know, present the imagery, how you push the song, you see every single single, every single single, as a mini album. Um, which is cool, and it gives its own, you know, like, it gives its life to grow and live, and for us as well, we get to focus on writing really good songs, and then putting them out, you know, consecutively, instead of putting it all together on one, but the album, the album thing is, it's good, I feel like it drifted a bit away from an album, like you said, like, back in the day, it used to be like, in your Blink-182 album or Eminem album and you listen to it from start to finish, it moved to the singles, but I feel like it's moving a little bit back towards people wanting a collective body of work, and the great thing about it and what we're experiencing now is we get to tell a story from start to finish, instead of in three minutes now you've got a full hour of narrative and music, which I, I didn't realize how much I missed doing that, so it's quite exciting.
0: So obviously that means the writing, the way you write has changed from the last eight years. Um, how has it been going back to writing that way?
1: it's it's different because you have to actually think about how songs are placed together you know um it's it says i don't know i don't even know how to do it like to explain like we didn't sit down and put pen to paper and say we we're going to tell the story i don't even know what the album name is but you know like this whole story but like as the songs evolve as you write one and then go into the next you kind of have an idea of what the previous one was and what you're saying so you don't want to necessarily say the same thing or sometimes you do so like for one of the tracks we actually like we wrote like quite a deep song a melodic song and then we did the next one which is upbeat and it's kind of the conversation continues from the song before which you don't get the opportunity to do if you're doing singles that are sparse six months and um between each other
0: yeah okay so we are going to talk about a single but before we talk about the single i want to celebrate you because you guys have done really 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 well i think um you guys trended on spotify uh on a couple of playlists yeah Um, that was wild yeah
1: yeah, it was it's crazy. Like I've never I've always imagined but like so you, you get like a back end portal for for artists called Spotify for artists and you can log in and kind of see where the song's being playlisted and you see the streams. And like when we released our single Last Forever a few months ago, it got playlisted on massive playlists in like Tokyo Japan and um the other big one was Netherlands a couple of huge playlists over there and I just like watched the count so you can see how many people are streaming at one time and you just it, the numbers just been like like astronomically high and I was like what it was an amazing feeling like I I loved it and now now we set the, the benchmark
0: <laughs> dude no pressure for the next one but like mm-hmm. Dude, really real question. So you see these streams, like everyone dreams of being on one of these Spotify playlists because your face yeah. is on the playlist and your songs are gaining traction worldwide. But what is that? actually mean for an artist really really
1: so yeah like i mean so financially not not as much as what one would hope like i think i can't remember how it equates to i think it's something like a million streams equates to about 500 to a thousand dollars which is not that much like (laughs) you have to really be hidden hundreds of millions of streams to like really be making mad revenue but what it actually does is it just builds clout and good perception for the band and spreads the word of the band so like for example last forever when that started getting into so many playlists I was watching how all of our other songs on Spotify the numbers also just started shooting up so they hear the one song and then it introduces people to the band and they go back and then they subscribe and then it it creates like a, a, a network and a fan base which is I think the most important thing for us.
0: So the money truck could still come.
1: Uh, yeah, potentially. I th- there's the, the money lies more in live shows and royalties, so radio play and and in live performances, merchandising stuff like that. So it's not it's not really in streaming unless you're the Taylor Swift getting billions of streams, and obviously you're making a lot of money.
0: Yeah. So on that, speaking of like that, so we've had a year where you guys haven't been able to tour no events nothing. How? We're going, we're moving forward. We're in level one, but we still really can't have big shows. How are you guys going to release this album that you're currently working on and get it to your fans and make money and perform, (laughs) but also like, listen to the rules.
1: Yeah. I mean, so. COVID obviously hit the entertainment industry really hard. Like I think many people went bankrupt and out of business, etc. Which is it's terrifying. It's a terrifying thought. Um, we are fortunate enough to have our own businesses as well. Each of us um, separate to the band. So music still lies in the in the realm of passion for us. So we don't need to fund. We don't need to live off the earnings that we make from music, which mm-hmm. takes a lot of pressure off and it also opens a lot of creativity, um, you know, outlet. Yeah. So I just have to preface with that, that goes into then lockdown came with an interesting perspective on how to communicate and engage with your fans. So in the past, like we weren't very heavily digital focused, but I think there was a lot more active energy from all artists to really engage with people online. So what we're going to do for the album and like what we learned through lockdown is how to really use digital marketing and media and social media to engage with and spread word and music. So I think we, we learned a lot through doing that as well, and we built some really good, Connections with our fan base through this lockdown. So, we're just going to amplify on that and keep going. And then, hopefully, shows come back soon. I'm seeing them open, you know, festivals are being booked overseas and shows are happening overseas later this year. But I, I, South Africa, oof, I don't know when that's going to happen again because when are we going to get a vaccine? Who knows?
0: <laughs> that, is, that is the actual question. That is the question. Hamlet did not know that this would <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I mean, there is, on on that, though, there are, like, we've done one or two, you know, like, obeying within the COVID rules, um, we've done some acoustic shows and, like, smaller shows. Mm -hmm. Ah, Man, that was just so good to be on stage again, and people are hungry for live interaction and connection to music, which I'm hoping that once... We get back to some kind of formality i think that the music industry and the live entertainment space is gonna boom so i'm excited for that
0: i'm excited oh my gosh do you know how badly i want a beer and to fight for a bathroom and stand and get stood on and trampled on to get to the front like i can't wait for that again
1: i know i miss it as well just as much
0: <laughs> and i used to moan about it so much oh. <laughs> okay
1: yeah you don't know, you don't know what you have until it's taken away
0: right this is my whole yeah. look, the universe has been saying this to me for years and then it was like danny you're not listening we'll, yeah. we'll now show you like now you will not. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever complain about fighting for a warm beer again yeah um.
1: exactly
0: <laughs> okay let's talk about the new single um I hate to make this uh, comparison, but you might just be the next Taylor Swift on Spotify because your single is, in fact, called Twenty Two.
1: Yes, <laughs> I, I've got no, I, I wish I could be Taylor Swift. Happily, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: sending you the vibes. I'm doing the video, and the, you know, the video and all of it. I'm doing it for you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate. Well,
0: it. Tell me about
1: yeah, 22, so before 22, we released a song called Haters, and then after that, Last Forever. And Last Forever was written, like, kind of from, like, the it's an upbeat song, but the, the lyrics are quite melancholy, and, like, they come from a darker place. So when writing 22, um, the thought was to, you know, like, let's appreciate the good times that we've had, and, you know, like, hopefully, like, build up some love and, you know, like looking forward positively to the future. It sounds very cheesy, but it's, it's really like packed with nostalgia. And for us, it was like looking back at, you know, a year and a half ago touring the country. And even further than that, you know, like back to when we were, when we were in our 20s, 20s or early 20s, you know, being on the road, like in varsity, touring, having fun, living our lives. So 22 is really about the throwback to those good times of your life and to appreciate them, essentially.
0: Oh, so again, the universe and the December streets all telling you the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> Thank you. There's a pattern forming here. Um, just in, it's out, obviously, we can get it everywhere.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's a I shot a very awkward music video for it. Like, yeah. I was, I was like, Oof. so we got like the production studio set up, like all the cameras and stuff, and they left it for me. I was like, I want to do this on my own because I have to dance really awkwardly, and I'm not a particularly good dancer. In fact, I'm a really bad dancer. So, I just put the camera on, I down six glasses of wine, got into the mood, and then like did a bit of a music video for it. So, there's a music video and there's the song everywhere online. Yeah.
0: Okay, great. We can obviously get the music video on YouTube, right?
1: Yeah, it's on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, just at December Streets everywhere.
0: Dan, you sold me on the very awkward video. I'm going to go and watch it right now.
1: <laughs> Let me know what you think.
0: Tristan, thank you so much. So, album obviously coming out. Um, uh, watch out for gigs and shows. Anything else you want to leave us with, impart some wisdom? I don't know.
1: Um, I impart wisdom. That's way too much pressure for me right now. <laughs> I mean, it was an
0: option. No. It was an option. Yeah. No. So much- I don't have
1: any wisdom necessary to impart, but if anyone is in the music industry or looking to get into, you know, being a musician and chasing their passion as a musician, in South Africa, just realize the market is super tough. Like we're not, we're not as on par with places like Europe and America where there's a massive culture for music. Don't get me wrong. We've got a hugely supportive culture of music here. Yeah. But just think about how you approach it. Like when anyone younger comes to me and says, I really want to be a in you know, a man, I'm like, Cool, definitely do that. But don't throw everything else out the window and try and be a musician. Like always have like a bit of a backup plan or work on something else as well. One for a backup plan, but two also as a second creative outlet. Um because Doing music 24/7 is taxing. Like it, it, really it gets hard. And like, I think for me personally, I feel like the fact that I can do my work during the day and do that creative outlet, and then come back to music with a fresh mind and a fresh perspective, and the security of not having to rely on music, only amplifies the writing and the creative process. So that's be my one bit of advice to anyone that wants to do music. But go for it. Also, like you have to, you have to work double as hard. Then if you're following what I just said
0: yeah for sure and like on that i'm going to tell you my parents told me the same thing and i didn't listen to them and i'm going to say everything you said get a real job because contracts end and then you don't know how to do anything else so go study do the the fun thing on the side and the fun thing can become a job but never leave the real job
1: yeah and i mean a real job doesn't have to be you don't have to be an accountant or an engineer is what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I'm in, yeah. I direct films and ads and stuff like that. And I love it, you know, like it can be a second passion. So I've t- I essentially have two awesome jobs, um, but I also have the security of having a real job in word to commerce. So, yeah,
0: <laughs> you need to, you need to not, not to stick forms of employment as, as not a real job. There are still real jobs, dude. Um. <laughs> totally. You can be a sound engineer or an artist And it's still a real job It's still a 9-to-5
1: No, 100%, 100%, I agree
0: But I'm here for this Tristan, thank you for your time, dude Enjoy the time in studio Give us something amazing at the end of it And we can't wait to hear it
1: Awesome, thanks for the chat, Annie.